Racism in the United States has been a difficult topic to breach for those in and outside the world of sports. Discussing race and racism often makes people uncomfortable, and yet the evidence that racism endures is overwhelming. Today on The Sideline, Dr. G and Meg define some key terms related to race and discuss them in light of how they can affect the sport experience. How do we do better as administrators, coaches, parents, and teammates? Dr. G and Meg continue their discussion on racial theories, ideas, and practices, and how they can inform sport workers and athletes. Our hosts discussed key topics such as racial equity versus equality, institutional racism, and interest convergence in sports. How can we make sports a more equitable place for all people and engage in anti-racism? Tune into this episode of The Sideline to find out what these terms mean and how we can move towards a more equitable future in sports. This is Sport Knowledge. Hey, Megan, Dr. G here, and here we go with another great episode of Sport Report, brought to you by Sportlight. Today, we're going to try something a little different, which should be easy because different is what 2020 was all about. Living through a pandemic was only half the battle. Tens of thousands demonstrated nationwide demanding reform in police departments and toppling monuments. TV and sports arenas joined in the charge for social justice and athletes were among the leading voices in the fight for racial equality. With so many discussions focused on race, Dr. G and I are going to go through some of the leading terms being used in these discussions. All too often, miscommunication and misunderstanding make situations much worse. With communication and clarity as some of our main goals, let's find a better way to understand race and equality in sport. With that said, Dr. G, why don't we take a look at these, uh, these terms and we'll go ahead and uh, why don't I read the definition and then you can kind of move us forward with uh, with examples and, and we'll get into a discussion about each of these. Race. We're going to start with a real tough one. We're going to start with race. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Race. A social construct that artificially divides people into distinct groups based on certain characteristics such as physical appearance, particularly skin color, ancestral heritage, cultural affiliation, cultural history, and ethnic classification. So I think maybe we, what we want to start with is what's a social construct? Yeah, uh, so we tend to think about things, and we've talked about this on the show too before a little bit, that we have the physical sciences that we typically think about biology, genetics, um, you know, geology, rocks, gravity, and we have the social sciences. And so in the sociology, psychology, um, political science, uh, Archie humanities, we have social constructs. We have things that are human made things that we understand as social beings. And so a social construct about race, a social understanding of race is right. Things to do about our beliefs and values and, and ideologies about our skin color. Uh, tends to be mostly about skin color. Whereas biologically, we can look at our, uh, and it's popular in today's age, right, to do the DNA testing and find out where your family's from and all, you know, right. I, I know my family, some of it's from Ireland, uh, from Russia, you know, different parts over there, and they've immigrated to the U.S. over many years. Um, that That is more of a biological of where were you born and uh, what DNA makeup of a place or, or your, eth your, your race ethnicity of your family. But as a social construct, it's, 
the ways that we talk about and learn and our socially constructed understandings. So we think of race as socially constructed as well as gender. And, and that's one of the differences about sex and gender. Sex we generally refer to as a biological, gender referred to as a sociological or a social construct. Yeah, we're not going down that road right now. Yeah. That is a whole nother show that is gonna be really interesting. Don't miss it for, for sure, but we're gonna stick with race for right now. So the social construct, really simple for me is, okay, I can hold up a dollar bill and be like, money. And you could be like, yeah, that's money. Right. So that's a social construct, right? Yeah, it's actually a great point too, thank you. Uh, because money is opposed to like gold. Gold is a physical sort of thing, right? It's tangible and that's how they used to count money too. That is a thing of value. And over many years and various reasons politically and as governments got formed, uh, currency started to become a thing and an easier thing to trade too. And so that's why currency kind of took off. It's not like, you know, the dollar bill or whatever is somewhere out there. It'd be nice right, if you can go out to the money tree. But anyway, that, that, that's, a social, that's a great social construct of something that we've invented that now has a certain meaning that we often take for granted or forget the history behind that. Same thing about race. I know Bitcoin is really hoping we uh, we accept that social construct pretty quickly too. If you can explain Bitcoin to people too now, then you're really talking anyway. Yeah, but that's not in our wheelhouse. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the next one. So um, ethnicity. So a lot of people talk about race and ethnicity and they kind of like, it, it's, you can use them interchangeably. And I, I, that, that's not actually the way it goes. But so these are from Webster Dictionary a social construct that artificially divides people into smaller social groups based on characteristics such as shared sense of group membership values, behavioral patterns, language, political and economic interests, history and ancestral geographical base. Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about the difference. Yeah, so ethnicity, as a, like I think about too, like part of my family is Jewish and has a Jewish heritage and we would say a Jewish ethnicity. Jewish isn't really a skin color or a race. Um, it, it's not a white, black, Latino, Latin, um, you know, et cetera, as, as we think about race. So ethnicity though, you, is a smaller kind of subgroup, like you said in the definition, and you could be a member of the, you know, the Jewish ethnic group uh, and you have certain kind of ethnic norms, ethnic cultural practices. Uh, you can think about movies. You know, my my big fat Greek wedding comes to mind. You know, as a, a certain ethnic group that has norms, religious values. You know, things that they do that kind of bring them together. So, would you say that um, someone's ethnic background is kind of a subcategory of of race? It's kind of like a smaller group. It, it can be a subsect of that, I think, because the race would be a larger social construct. And then within that, you could have different subgroups or different ethnicities within that, too. So you've got money and then you've got one dollar, five dollar. That kind of thing. That's not a bad way. I haven't really thought about that. You, you, you're, you're hitting me with a lot of new stuff here, so. You're ready to go. Um, yeah, if money is the overall kind of larger construct, and then you've got sample of money, but they all, you know, maybe, maybe the 20s kind of congregate together and they all have like their, the they stuff might. that the 20s do. 
Yeah. And me and the hundreds are like, oh, you know, you dollar bills are pretty, you know, but the dollar bills are like, yeah, dollar bill. You know, they're the ones having a party and throwing it around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about racism then. So racism is the belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities, especially so as to distinguish themselves as inferior or superior to one or the other. Isn't it something though too that we can talk about race or ethnicity in a sort of general way and go, okay, okay, let's make sense of that and how we understand that. But as you get into something like racism, it's already like, oh my goodness, that's a, that's a naughty, you know, that's a bad word sort of thing. Uh, so again, I, you know, I bring that out so we can pause, reflect on hmm, why is that? So, uh, but racism is right there. Like you said, though, it's, I'll, I'll use the sport example in that it used to be a racist belief that um, black athletes, especially black quarterbacks in the NFL were inferior to white quarterbacks. And this is a, a longstanding racist idea in intelligence as well. And there are, uh, many, many years ago, and it's still some, some folks on the fringe, I would say today, that try to promote these racist beliefs uh, that, uh, and now, you know, we're breaking down so many barriers in sport, uh, you know, with baseball and Jackie Robinson and other areas, obviously, we've got, you know, tremendously good uh, black quarterbacks, and we've had them for many years, and had they had the greater opportunity, they would have been even better before. You know, and so those sorts of things start to break down those racist stereotypes and or those racist norms. And I don't I don't want to say stereotypes again, because I, I it's a different thing to get into, too. Yeah. And, and this is the problem is that we're we're kind of navigating all of these different terms and, and trying to be respectful of everyone and yet trying to really understand it and broaden our horizons and, and trying to be. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to be the best person I can be. Um, there's another. Uh, kind of, and, and you were talking about race, ethnicity, and then we got to racism. Well, because nobody thinks negatively about race or ethnicity, but you add an ism after it, and all of a sudden, it's like an it, it's an action, a negative action. Kind of lights you up a little bit, right? You get like a little bit on edge. You get a little bit nervous, and you, you know, there's a certain too for some folks too, and we, we, probably for us, you know, it's like, wait a minute, am I, I going to be called a racist or? How are we using this term? And that could be a bad thing. And I need to be careful. Whereas, right, there's other folks that are like, hey, we've been telling you for years that racism is going on. And, you know, sometimes you, there's a good book, by the way, too, um, Racism Without Racists. Um, we'll put a link down below. Yeah, put that in the show notes. Um, by, by a great professor, um, I believe uh, Dr. Bonilla Silva is how it's pronounced. But it's this great book about how we have racism in today's age in recent years without the race right we don't have the people and unfortunately we do but we don't we, we we don't think about today's racism in the same way as we did the holocaust and hitler or the civil rights march uh, and, and really the ku klux klan the kkk and others i mean that still lingers about what we think about racism and newer arguments of today's age take on new meaning to try to make sense of how is it that we still have racist practices, discrimination, uh, redlining, other things that uh, target generally people of color 
and hurt them in financial, social, psychological ways. And when you say people of color, are you talking mainly black? Or are you talking Hispanic and Indian and um, Native American? I mean, there's there's a lot of colors out there. I I, yeah. I don't know how else to say it, but you know, there's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's and, a, as you're getting into this and having a, a an adult discussion or a grown up discussion, you know, right? You're really getting to thinking about these things. Yeah, yeah. it's a great point that we can generalize in some ways and say on average, you know, the term, one term nowadays is BIPOC, you know, uh, by uh, black indigenous people of color and other people of color, BIPOC is, a, is an abbreviation, you know, and people you're correct. Letters. I don't know what it is, but people love having a whole bunch of letters. It, it's, well, we should talk about that too. We're really going after that. When we hear racism and, um, we think of the KKK. We think of these horrible, horrible things that have happened to people that that should never have happened. And so right away, there's there's you know there's other racism that we're talking about that isn't in that realm. That's a word that has a very wide berth, unfortunately. Yep. And 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 one of the things I know it's I know it's on the list to discuss today too is uh institutional racism but the individual response right and and that i can feel afraid guilty scared i want to avoid talking about this right it's a certain kind of stress response right I, i've now kind yeah. of been approached individually with these things and i'm on high alert and I don't want to get involved with that. So I'm going to avoid it or disengage, remove myself, or maybe I'll paint over it with some flowery sort of language that really doesn't make sense. And you can tell, like, right, we're going to be very thoughtful. This isn't a scripted show, you know, like we've got some notes and we're going to talk about things, but we're not reading off teleprompters and, and that. And so in some cases, if you're working in sports settings, you want to practice having these conversations, talking to trusted peers, you maybe want to write down some notes or role play some things and, and share it with a few folks before maybe you go make an announcement in the, you know, the team setting or the newspaper or a media press conference. You really want to be thoughtful about these things and it's okay to pause and think about it and, and search for greater understanding and, and, and slow down a little bit before you just have to jump in the deep end or, or get reactive and defensive or try to take over the situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, education is is going to take us a long way, which is why we're doing this. All right, well, let's go on to the next one here. Um, the next one is individual racism. So this is individual racism can include face-to-face -face or covert actions toward a person that intentionally expresses prejudice, hate, and so on. So uh, bias based on race. But that says intentionally, and I think that's a very important point to me because mm -hmm. I don't know, I've offended people. I don't know very many people who can say they've never offended people. I'm not talking about black people or white, you know, I'm not talking about race right now. I'm just talking in general, I could say something unknowingly and offend somebody. And mm -hmm. hopefully they say, hey, do you realize this is what just happened? So I don't do it again. But it certainly is not in hate it's not in 
superiority or inferiority or anything to that. Yeah. That doesn't make it right, but I yeah, just but that it's interesting that it's in this in this definition. Right. But we have to keep in mind that who we are, what we say ourselves, our freedom, our autonomy, our freedom of speech as well, is also influenced by a history and by an environment, social forces, the TV, the internet, social media, we are constantly consuming and being exposed to these messages. So individual level intent is one thing, but that also that you may unconsciously have these biases, prejudices, and it's okay. It's important to know that we have these things and to acknowledge that and then do the self-reflection. Think about those things that are influencing who I am and what I've become. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a, that's not a thing that is going to take away from who you are as an individual. It's helping you understand yourself as an individual. I think that's, so I, a, that's a great point. And I think a lot of times there is such a defensiveness that on, on the part of the person that is offending um, that because they know they're not doing it on purpose or, or are ignorant to that um, case. Right. So when, when you, we're, we're in this to learn. And I think if we can all just take a step back and say, you know, I guess I do do this. I mean, I know that my mother in particular who lived in Alabama had some horrible mm. things happen to her. And I would bet that that she is a little prejudiced against people who did those things. And so maybe that's rubbed off on me a little bit. Now, it, not on purpose, you know, not in a malicious way, but this is what happens in our lives as we, we grew up in certain areas. We've been brought up by certain people and we've been, so this is our chance to say, wow, I never knew that about myself. I didn't really realize that and how great to be able to make myself better that way. I give you a couple of stories too. I think it's important before moving on too to acknowledge the difference between intent and impact. Yeah, we tend to right. We tend to be well. That wasn't my intent, right? And we're being defensive, and oh, I didn't intend to cause you harm, but the impact of the things, and it's it kind of is a different. It's a really different twist because why didn't mean to hurt you? Well, okay, let's let's just assume that the person is hurt or the race is hurt that the entire group of people or that the practices or the systems, the policies, the prejudices are hurting groups of people. So get out of the individual as well. That's the impact on groups of people and not just kind of an interpersonal, you know, a, a dyad or a small group. So that's, that's definitely important to keep in mind. One example too, as I was in graduate school and coaching, I remember at, at the University of Tennessee, uh, one of the baseball players at the time, we were him and I were the only persons at the, in the training center at the time. And he had a little cut on his knee. And one of the things that you don't want an athlete to do or anybody, right, is get an infection. Yeah. Um, and then in, in staff infections and those sorts of things are common in athletic locker rooms. It's dirty, right? There's germs. Nasty. Yeah, you're right. And well, I mean, if anybody knows it, you can, get, you can get a serious infection. One, you could die. It's rare. But yeah. they can also then get swollen and puffy. And, and you can have to have surgery and lose big chunks of your skin because of these really nasty infections. That's great. Did and you want to show some pictures? I, I, I bet that but we'll probably will have some pictures on the editing. As an athletic trainer, I, you know, I didn't know about these things a little bit. And I would always remind guys, hey, make sure you cover that up. Make sure you cover it up. Let's get it cleaned out. You know, take care of that. You know, get a Band-Aid on there. And you don't want them 
rolling around on the indoor turf area, you know, getting more burns and, and staying wounded. And so he said something kind of like that subtle smile grimace. Like he was talking about, he went to the athletic training room and tried to get a Band-Aid and the box on the Band-Aid said flesh color Band-Aids. This is the black man too, right? And, and so the flesh color is not, it's, it's, it's white flesh color and it's like beige, right? It's a pink uh, in a way. And so- around it is it is bright yeah and, and i and i and i you know when he said it you're just you stop and pause and go you know i had never considered that before yeah. you know and i was reading about various things in grad school and and uh race relations and race topics and these sorts of things and you go wow you know what a disaffirming exclusionary subtle but just, you know, that's just one instance. That happens in many, many cases. It happens in hair care products. It happens in hair um, practices and rules and competition. Well, There's a variety of things that happen in everyday life. You know, and, and one of the things that we talk about is microaggressions nowadays. And this is a, a small thing, but in the other thing that we've talked about too, in, in white framing and white systems, institutional systems, it's not just interpersonal, it's social and it's systemic over many, many years. So there's other policies and practices in place too that tend to hurt people of color right so on average we'll go back to a, on average it tends to hurt all people of color but you can break it down by different races you know and, and that's what pe folks will do too is look like okay well you know maybe in this particular setting it doesn't harm or asian folks will have higher rates of uh, health which is a fairly common thing but you know uh, black folk will have lower rates of health um, or greater um, rates of sickle cell is a common thing, you know, sickle cell anemia. And so that can be yeah. a type of thing, you know, sickle selling of traits. And so there's things that are uh, biologically by race or sociologically or psychologically symptoms of it, you know, that come up over time. And, and the big easiest one that we can talk about is head coaches and athletic directors and owners of collegiate professional teams um, that tend to be mostly white male, not all, but by and large, like 70, 80% in some cases. Isn't that only because they're working harder? <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, no. I started out with, that, with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, right? We can talk about and bring in the myth of what we call the myth of meritocracy. Yeah. And this is really one of the uh, uh, essential, right? Fundamental of thing about the US, right? If you work hard, you can get the American dream. Those that have merit, those that work hard and achieve, will benefit, right? And there, there's a lot of folks that work very hard that never get an opportunity. Researchers will look at, well, how many second chances do black male head coaches get? Interesting. And it's, and it's less compared to white males. I wanna talk um, structural and institutional racism. So we kind of talked about that. Um, it's a system in which public policies favor one race over another. And how does that happen in sport mostly? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I, I will say plug, you know, to the, the best book that I've read on it is an award-winning uh, author, Professor Joe Fagan, Dr. Joe Fagan, I think it's pronounced Fagan. Uh, and I, you know what, I'll, I'll pause for a second. Check it out. We'll put it in the show notes. Megan, one, one of the things why I say, I hope I pronounced that correctly and I'm not sure is that's again, a very common thing that we do, that white folk will do, both more so than others, is not pronounce people's names correctly, right? Like it's easy if your name is John Smith 
or George Washington. Like that's just, you know, if we, that's a pretty vanilla name, you know, uh-huh. Meg Wilson. Thank you, Meg Wilson. <laughs> you know, but like when you see a name that you don't know, it's probably, and you don't know how to pronounce it. It might be a different culture, you know? And so you, you stop and go, how do I pronounce your name? Is that correct? You know, and, and you're trying to do this in, in a culturally affirming way. It's not that you know, people make a big deal out of something like that. And it's just, I don't understand why that had to be politicized or become a big thing that people can't just say, let me bother to learn who you are, how you like to be called. And I'll, and I'll do that. Like, yeah. what, a, what a simple way to dignify somebody. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's, it could be a really interesting team building activity. And it's just something that people will do in icebreaker activities is tell me about your name. Tell me about your family name. How did you get that name? Do you know how you got that name? Um, you know, what's maybe the, the meaning or the etymology, right? What's the root yeah. word of that name? So as we're, as we're at times, right, talking about these things and joking, it's also a way that you can build that into your practice in a larger, in a more deeper, substantive sort of way um, yeah. that can really probably reveal some interesting insights um, and help you get to know people uh, better. Thanks for listening. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and hit the follow button because there's more sport knowledge on the way. If you're interested in more information or want to engage in further conversation about these and other issues in sport, visit our website at spknmedia.com. To stay updated on all things SPKN, follow us on social media at spknmedia or email us at team at spknmedia.com and we'll be happy to welcome you to the SPKN community.